Good evening. Um, uh, uh, okay, yeah. After uh, you know, thoughts of suicide after the Man City game last week. Uh, you know, I've, I'm I'm recovering and I'm hopeful for the second leg. Yeah, we're here to talk about some Manchester United-related issues. You'll be shocked to hear. Um, I didn't see anything other than the um, highlights on match of the day of the Burnley game. Uh, Ed, tell us about it. Yeah, pretty pretty average performance, really. Um, I think the worrying bit about that, and I guess it was a foretaste of things to come in uh, in midweek against City, uh, was that United's defence was kind of all over the place. A real shame. Johnny Evans, such a good player, but uh, him and Brown don't seem to be working well together at the moment. And uh, Burnley had three or four really good chances in that game. 3 0 to United was really flattering. Um, you know, it's nice to see uh, Mame Biram Diouf, our new Sen- Senegalese striker, score and a fantastic celebration too. But 3 um, 0 definitely flattering. Yeah, I wonder how long it's going to take before the boss bans him from doing that. Uh, that cannot be good for your hamstrings. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a springy player too. Apparently, he's a, for for a short-ish guy. He uh, he leaps well, so who knows? Maybe he's got lots of flexibility. Um, we'll leave that there. Um, so yeah, on match on match of the day, it looked like a fairly typical performance from this season. Schizophrenic United looking fairly abject one moment and few moments of magic and individual brilliance yeah you know. let's not forget that Burnley have been absolutely awful away from home I mean Turf Moor is definitely their fortress uh, their results at home will be what keeps them in the, the division if they do manage to do that uh, certainly yeah. not their away form and they've also got a brand new manager whose uh, qualification for the job was being sacked by Sheffield Wednesday did you um, hear about the Deloitte report which uh, got him appointed, apparently. Uh, apparently, uh, he's the most successful manager points per pound. Yeah. So they did, did a budgetary over the last uh, three years in the championship. Right, yeah, but um, no experience of football at the top level, well, at least since he was a player with uh, Nottingham Forest. Um, and and uh, I, I do know several Sheffield Wednesday fans, and none of them were impressed with the guy. So, hey, that's Burnley's problem, not ours. We've We've got many more of our own. Yeah, absolutely. Although we might be looking at that Deloitte Latouche report in a couple of years. Um, so, yeah, all in all, not not brilliant from United, but but a, a, an excellent result. Uh, although Chelsea and the Arsenal both looking ominous at the weekend. Yeah, we've ju- we've just got to keep picking up points. Uh, Chelsea haven't dropped the points that we kind of expected them to uh, with some uh, some of the key players off of the African Cup of Nations. Um, we've got Hull at home on Saturday. You'd think it'd be another three points in the bank, and just got to keep, you know, piling on those points. Absolutely. Um, so I guess we should bite the bullet and talk about the uh, first half of the semi-final of the Carling Cup. Yeah, ruined by Mike at Merseyside Dean. You know, Scouser strikes again. We, we've got to first first praise for United. Um, uh, I thought in the first half, uh, I, I I was kind of I was kind of worried when I saw the team sheet. Uh, you know, sort of ninety minutes before the game. Uh, you know, five four one again, leaving Rooney you know, back to goal, uh, out of the action, uh, kind of twenty yards away from his uh, nearest support. And I was I was worried about that, but United controlled the game really well. They they passed the ball uh, in a much more crisp fashion than they did against Burnley. In fact, for several weeks, uh, I just I just thought, uh, you know, the the contrast between United's you know patient build up and uh, Manchester City's bustle and bluster. Uh, was quite strong in the first half, and I thought United were were better value than uh, than the way it went in. And I didn't really see a way City were getting back into the game until uh, until the penalty that never was. Uh okay. I don't 
quite agree with your analysis. Um, just in that City did have a couple of decent chances. Tevez missed a sitter. Um, and United didn't craft that many chances in the first half, although they were obviously way the better side. Um, the penalty that never was, never was a penalty. But watching it, as it played out in real time, I was just kind of pulling my hair out, wanted to shout at Raphael, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why do you reach out and grab a kind of pacey, tricky, let's face it, slightly devious player just outside the box? It's like, all right, so it's a very poor decision from the referee, but that was it was brought about by defensive error. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and that's some naivety from Raphael, of course. It's only his second team, no, second season, uh, in the first team and he's missed quite a bit through injury as well so yep some uh, some pretty bad naivety there but he was in he was in the let's let's not get this wrong he was in the team on merit i mean uh, gary neville had had a shocker against burnley uh, oh yeah and i yeah. thought it's the right decision and uh, he needs to play in these games that experience will uh, count for a lot and uh, he'll know not to do that again yeah, absolutely. I just think I just think in all the kind of oh we was robbed stuff. It's like yeah, we we kind of were, but on the other hand, it's uh, it's it is that the weakness of the back four. I, I it's kind of bizarre, but I really enjoyed the game yesterday. Um, I just thought we looked dangerous constantly. Rooney was absolutely sublime. Oh I yeah, mean... and but the, but the one point I want to make about Rooney is that yes he was he was wonderful but he was he was even more magnif- magnificent in the last 20 minutes when he actually had some support yeah and, and uh, he dropped about 15 yards deeper uh, he played off the left a little bit but mainly it was just that space so he had the ball in front of him to yeah. cause damage instead of with the ball uh, with his back to goal where he's having to bring other players into play it, it, I find it really frustrating I think it's actually wasting Rooney's best talents yeah, much more so than playing him. You know, they always talk about when he's on the left wing. People sort of say in a, in a four-five-one, people say his talent's wasted, but it's definitely wasted when he's uh, playing in the Van Nistelrooy one-up front role. Yeah, look, uh, we have at our disposal a genuine world-class talent, one of the top five players in the world, uh, I think without doubt, and we're not using him in the right way. It's really frustrating. It's it's like saying, hey, we'll take Lionel Messi and we'll stick him in the midfield rather than, you know, in areas that he's going to cause damage or, or we're still play him up front on his own with his back to goal, you know. Yeah. It, it, hey, um, it's just a real shame and uh, we've spoken about this before, you know, Berbatov and Rooney being in slightly the wrong positions. Uh, I mean, Berbatov didn't play last night and he probably wouldn't have even if he was fit. Um, so, but that's a shame, and I guess it was uh, the goal for City really gave them a boost, and and they came out in the second half, and uh, you know there was a period when they um, when they were really having to go at United. It it wasn't actually that long. I mean, after they scored the second, I thought United were well on top for the rest of the game. But uh, certainly, but but there you go. I mean, uh, uh, they're going to have to come to Old Trafford now, and um, hopefully, um, we won't be getting any more dodgy refereeing decisions. Uh, totally sh- I mean okay I-, I really think that talking about the refereeing decision is a massive red herring in that game because the the really crucial thing that happened in that game was that United three of United's back four looked off the pace Johnny Evans didn't have a brilliant game but Wesley had an absolute shock and if you yeah. the positioning of the two centre halves in um, the second City goal is just it's defending 101 they just both ran to the ball together 
Brown kind of showed no awareness of the fact that if you watch where he is, he stands slightly out of the play, just to the left of the six yard box throughout that whole passage of play, basically, because he dra- he gets himself dragged out of position and doesn't do anything to recover. Oh, yeah. Look, I, I think look, I think you're right. It's a shocking piece of defending. I I, I, um, I had a chat with Mark Pugach on Radio 5 last night, and that's exactly what I said. It, it, it is a red herring to go on about the referee, but it was a bad decision. And I think since uh, United, United's manager, you know, Sir Alex, uh, decided to start calling uh, referees fat, we've had some dodgy ones. In the match against Liverpool, in the match against Chelsea, and last night, it's three, three key matches where we've had some really shocking decisions against us. Uh, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> well, then, I mean, like, once again, in the kind of on the taking responsibility stakes, you probably shouldn't be calling the referees fat. There was uh, Red Ranter on, on Twitter, it was very funny. Just Fergie, bite your lip, tongue, teeth, etc. Please, at the end of the game, yeah, just desperately trying to, to get um, to save Sir Alex from a touchline ban. Well, well, uh, he did, he did. Um, he said, "I'm not getting into the penalty." It was clear for everyone to see. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, very, very, uh, very mature from Sir Alex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he can sometimes manage it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, look, City have to come to our place on Wednesday night. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm that'll not... be easy for them at all. Um... No, and 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 at the end of the game, like I will, I just wasn't worried at all. I think that's what partly why I enjoyed the game so much. Because like, yeah, we, we just if we play anything like this, we're gonna beat them and beat them comfortably. The only thing is whether or not we're gonna play anything like that. Because right, well, it's the know... defensive bit that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I think well, we clearly is... better through. We were better through the midfield and the attacking areas. We were in the, the the game in September when uh, Owen scored in the ninety you know, whatever minute uh, to win the game, <laughs> right? So, um, uh, you know, City had three chances, three defensive mistakes, and they scored all three of them um, in September. And uh, a shocking mistake um, for the second goal last night. And, you know, uh, as we've discussed, the mistake for the penalty too. But um, so we have to get that bit right. And at the moment, it doesn't look like we are going to. So that's the worrying bit. Rio and uh, Nemanja Vidic are really close to returning and we desperately need them yeah absolutely and we need them in some kind of form and confidence and playing together and assured and all that sort of thing and the only thing I would say is that uh, whilst obviously the defense was dreadful and the rest of the team was pretty good last night there's no not necessarily the evidence on the basis of this season that we're the rest of the team will be excellent again in the uh, second leg because they have been very patchy Maybe Rooney and Giggs accepted. Yeah, uh, and Fletcher before uh, before all the defensive injuries hit. Uh, I didn't yeah. think he had a great game last night either. Actually, I, 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 the midfield was pretty good, but I, I didn't think Fletcher was that wonderful. Yeah, and and it's been unfortunate for him that he he was shifted around a fair bit um, as a result of all these uh, injuries. Um, but yeah, we just need some stability. Get get. And it's really good that Edwin's back. Uh, I, I think as well as Thomas Cusack has done. Um, you know, Van der Sar just gives that confidence to everybody. Uh, Rio and Nemanjevac back and we'll have some solidity um, still don't think we've got enough to beat the really top teams when it comes to Europe but um, at least we'll start picking up some points and uh, not be dropping them against uh, the teams we should be beating so uh, just before we move on from that game there, there's a, a couple of other little things I wanted to talk about there was a, a move in the second half which if Rooney had scored it would have been shown with that Brazil goal from 1970 it was just a passing move from the the all the way from the back to the front 
it was just it would have been one of the all-time great goals if if the finish had been uh, slightly less kind of it was just a little bit too central in the middle of the the, the goal and so Shea Given could kind of stop it fairly easily but the the move was absolutely astonishing and there was a ball that um Rooney played uh to Giggs uh who kind of his header was saved by uh, Shea Given who kind of had it covered the whole way but just a fantastic ball so two two moments that were that were absolutely outstanding last yeah time. and I thought Given had a good game um yeah g- good save from Rooney from after that that, that uh, passing move um which yeah you're right um wonderful piece of play from United and a great great cut in from the uh the left wing and uh to find um gigs on the far post and it's a shame he couldn't score of course um uh s- similar move found Valencia right near the end of the game who somehow managed to miss the goal from three yards out yeah although he was kind of flying I don't know I think that's I, I don't think it was like terrible finishing he had to kind of absolutely fling himself through the air to get to the ball at speed and he, he should have headed it I mean yeah. he would have headed it and then the post and probably killed himself but for the Reds <laughs> when you're in a United shirt death is what it takes if it's necessary god that would have been horrible because then like the linesman would have been like well I can't put my flag down but the goal's just not going to count he's killed himself for nothing he was offside um the uh the only other thing um that I uh wanted to say about that game as Patrice Everett was terrific again Oh, he's been terrific all season, though. I mean, uh, genuinely, uh, Rooney and Evera are our only, uh, to use the cliche, world-class players at the moment. Um, yeah, and, and, uh, and yeah. Brian Giggs. Well, yeah, but um, he didn't have a yeah, Brian Giggs for 20 minutes a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. All right, so uh, talking of things that make you miserable, such as Ryan Giggs getting old and losing to Manchester City, uh, do we have to talk about money again? I think we do. I mean, I know we covered a lot of this in the uh, the last uh, podcast, but there's actually been some updates since then, haven't there? There's um, two things I wanted to cover. Uh, one, uh, some nice analysis in uh, The Guardian and actually other newspapers about how much the Glazers are allowed to take out of the club over the next few years. Um, and this is uh, all come out of the, the prospectus. Um, and then the second bit I wanted to talk about uh, were the financial results uh, unveiled by Red Football Limited, uh, one of the one of the several parent companies of of United at the moment. So on the first bit, it basically looks like if you analyse it that in interests, dividends, payments to related companies, management fees, um, and money that the Glazers are allowed to take out straight away, that uh, five hundred and sixty something about five, give or take, depending on the percentages of this uh, bond issue, 565 million will drain out of the club between now and 2017. Um, And there was a really good piece of analysis um, that was published on FT Alphaville today, but it's also been going around the blogosphere by a um, a, a Manchester United Supporters Trust member um, who is also a a, a financial analyst in the city, so knows what he's talking about. Uh, you can find that on ftalphaville.ft.com. I urge everyone to read it. Uh, one of the key figures from that, though, 79% of all of United's cash coming into the club will disappear over the next seven years. So 79% of our off- operating profits will be taken out in interest management fees, uh, other consultancy fees, uh, payments that we'll have to pay on Carrington, which is uh, effectively going to be moved out of the club and we'll have to rent it off ourselves. And the rest of it, in theory, could go to transfers, but um, actually I, I think we'll find uh, it won't. It will go to pay down 
the remaining pick debt uh, that the Glazers uh, need to do in order to make themselves some kind of uh, viable proposition and uh, take all the responsibility for, for the club's funds off their plate and put it on the club's plate. It's, yeah, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? Um, to, the... A couple of key, take, key takeouts for that. There's absolutely no chance that United have the £25 million pounds a season plus any sales that um, the Glazers promised when they entered the club. That's that's now been proven to be a lie. Obviously, we know that there's negative net transfer spending anyway. And uh, Sir Alex doesn't have a penny to spend. Yeah, and um, <laughs> nor does he have a world-beating team at yeah. his disposal at the moment. Yeah, it's um, the there's been a lot of um, movement. Oh, by the way, I can't believe we didn't talk about Carlos Tevez at all when we were talking about that um, the City game. I think that sort of indicates there's only one side of that debate who cares, right? Anyway, um, uh, apart from Gary Neville gave him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Child, childish. Child, childish, but but funny. Well, I mean, look, um, the the uh, I think we can also see that. The, one of the major reasons that United didn't sign uh, Tevez up, aside from Ferguson, just doesn't rate him. I think that's fair enough. I, I don't care that he scored twice last night. I still don't rate him that highly. I've said it on the blog many, many times. Yeah. Um, but but it would have cost a fortune. Tevez wanted way above any, anything else that anyone at United was being paid, and uh, and United didn't have the money. So yeah, and, and, and I'm and quite sure actually what happened was that. Um, there, because we can see in the books now that um, United uh, only made a you know profit on paper because the um, uh, Ronaldo was sold. In fact, actually, once you start looking at the financials from today that were released, um, that profit is only 6.4 million anyway. So everything, all the cash has just been shifted out to pay interest and, and uh, dividends to the Glazers oh, and loans and whatever else they've tried to pilfer off the top. Um, at the beginning, at the beginning of the season, you you were talking about how it would be fine, just from a kind of pure economic situation uh, perspective, completely suicidal to spend the Ronaldo money paying down the debt, as opposed to investing it in the club because the long-term future of the ability of the club to pay down the debt is totally dependent on success on the pitch. Yeah, and 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 that's true. It still is true, but uh, unfortunately, that that Ronaldo money isn't available. Um, and in fact. Uh, Let's get this really clear. If Ferguson did by some miracle spend in this window or the next, uh, that's only from debt. There's no yeah. cash. There's no cash available. Um, yeah. The Glazers' uh, family spokesperson, who also talks on financial matters, today said, uh, and this is a complete and utter lie, that there is fifty million pounds over and above all the interest United have to pay. Um, well, look. If you take if you take uh, United's um, you know uh, headline profit figure of ninety odd million. And you look that uh, we paid about forty-one million pounds in interest on the principal five hundred nine million pound bank loan. Then yes, there is a fifty million pound gap. The problem is the Glazers are taking out half of that, and they're allowed to take fifty percent of uh, everything, all profits after the interest is paid, uh, and do with it what they like plus all their management fees. So they've taken half of it. Um, there's some repayments being made on these PIC loans. There's the consultancy fees to a, a variety of companies. There's the loans they're taking out. Uh, there's the uh, management fee for the directors. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well earned. They earn every penny, those boys. Right, that's right. So, yeah, uh, in theory, there is 50 million quid. problem is the Glazers are taking it all. Is there anything that anyone can do? 
Well, I mean, this this is, a, and it's a. I guess it's a, a another point that came out of the meeting that uh, Muston uh, and uh, IM USA uh, had uh, in uh, O'Neill's in Stretford at the weekend. Um, yeah, a couple of things that have come up. One, one, do the fans need to start boycotting commercial uh, revenues? So don't spend in the club shop. Uh, perhaps don't buy your t- you know, season ticket. Don't spend on. You know, the beer and the outrageously expensive pint and the four quid match day program. Um, so yeah, you know, but that's been an idea that's been around for a long time, and and generally speaking, the fans haven't been able to do that. You know, at least a lot. Of, obviously, a lot of season tickets haven't been sold, and much much less season tickets than there there used to be. Um, do do the fans uh, take up this idea of uh, wearing uh, green and gold? You know, the old News and Heath colours, which is uh, been going around at the moment and and in protest that the glazers are a symbol it's like the orange revolution in the ukraine isn't it it's the green and gold <laughs> revolution uh in in uh in manchester and uh you know, symbol of getting the glazers out and we've got to keep fighting I, I thought it was disgraceful the way the fans were treated um up in the in the corner of the stretford end on saturday when they were dragged out after they unfurled a love united hate glazer banner um so so there are things we can do the but challenge what, is really the only thing that's going to force the Glazers out is a uh, capitulation in the finances. And that would really come about if United failed to qualify for the Champions League. Mm. And presumably, yes, it might force the Glazers out. But what situation does that leave the fans in? You know, what what what's going to happen to their team? Right. Well, so the, so the Glazers plan essentially is to suck as much money out of the club as they possibly can. And they've got to they've got to balance they've got to balance this because the only way they get the revenues is by being in the Champions League. That's they have to be in the top four, right? So they have to invest enough to yeah, make sure they're in the top four and do okay in Europe. Obviously the better United do, the more money they make. So the the only way that they can uh, make sure revenues are, are coming in is to be in the top four. Uh, that that's absolutely key. Um but they they don't need to spend to win the Champions League and the Premier League. Um, and uh, what they really want to do is suck as much money out of the club as they possibly can to pay down these pit clones and and keep paying the interest. There's absolutely no intention within the business plan. This is really clear. This is not a theory. They have no intention of paying down the capital loan. Um, so when that matures in 2017, they will need to refinance again or sell the club. Uh, and they talk about a reflotation. So there might be a flotation on the, uh, the stock market. So that would leave, uh, leave us with a large percentage maybe not a controlling share in the glazers hands um perhaps floated on the stock exchange in order to generate enough money to pay back that uh that bond um as one scenario another scenario they just sell it on um to somebody else who's happy to take on that 500 million pound of debt and when i talked earlier about 565 million pounds draining out the club between now and 2017 that's pretty much guaranteed we're still going to have a 500 million pound debt at the end of that that's just it's it just apps i said it last week it just absolutely boggles the mind that this is not illegal and Honestly, without wanting to get ridiculously Marxist about it, this is what has happened to the world economy. People doing stuff like this is why the manufacturing base has been destroyed, ecological things have been ignored. You know, anyway, I, I could. Uh, this is called rant cast, I guess, so there is some justification, but yes. So I have a, another question uh, to do with um, what we can do as fans. Uh, the green and gold thing, which I, I like because I. 
I, I like the old schoolness of it. I like the idea of kind of not buying into the commercial side of the club so much. Um, but but does that have any effect? Is it just about trying to affect the bottom line and how much wiggle room do fans who are likely to be activists or those who they can convert to become activists how much difference can they make to the bottom line which is essentially based on television revenue and we're not going to stop watching the games on sky you know right well um united's revenue is pretty evenly split between match day revenues commercial revenues and uh television revenues right, right. so tv revenues um, a lot of that's negotiated in a block by the Premier League, so it comes from the Premier League. We get a little bit more for where we finish in the league. Um, there's uh, it, it's much more performance related in the Champions League. So you qualify and you get a certain amount of money, and then yeah. every every point you win and every game you win, you get more money. Um, yeah. So so that side of things kind of set. It's hard for United between now and the the uh, the end of the current contract in like 2014 or whatever to get any more money without just doing well. Right? No, absolutely. Commercial revenues are the area that the Glazers have uh, really focused on. So there's the new sponsorship with um, Aon that comes in next season. Uh, interesting to see that of that 80 million over four years, we've already had 36 million of it. And that's before, <laughs> the, that's before it even starts. So that shows you how desperate they are for cash at the moment. Um, yeah. And they've got new uh, deals with uh, AirAsia and uh, Sahara. And, and a few other um, corporate sponsors around the world. And that's one area they've really concentrated on. The biggest single rise in revenues has been match day because they put the prices up so much. So um, that, that's, uh, there's, a, there's a huge rise in revenues from match day revenues. Um, the, the problem with that is it's pretty much maxed out. We've already seen that more matches are going on general sale than ever before at United. Um, they, they, uh, they said that... Um, the uh, the corporate boxes are, are well down, so they're three million. They lost out on about three million pounds from that this season, and, and, and by comparison to last year, we don't know what the effect of the the continuing global recession will have on that for next season. But you know, it's it, I don't think uh, they command the same premium they did before. Um, so you asked what the fans can do. Well, I'm specifically asking what is the in, what would the impact of fan right. action be on the so, finances? So, so if they don't spend, uh, that's going to impact their commercial revenues. Uh, perhaps more importantly, if 70,000 people turn up in green and gold with the sign saying, uh, Love United, hate Glazer, and this is why they're so keen to shut that message down, it will say something to commercial sponsors that this right. is a club that is not stable as a family. Um, yeah. that the owners are not trusted. It might even say to the bond market, do you really want to invest in this? I mean, yeah. it looks like the bond will pr- probably be oversubscribed, but there's a there's a, there's a weird mechanism in that, in that um, effectively the market sets the price. So they're looking for uh, an 8% yield, the club, it uh, looks like it. Um, the market wants 9% or perhaps even more. Uh, that's the interest they get on their, uh, effectively their IOUs. Um, it's kind of weird reverse auction um, uh, where everyone bids uh, in a very transparent manner, but the top price doesn't get it. It's the second top price does. Um, so, um, you know, the, the fans taking action might say to the bond market, yeah, this is pretty risky. So, mm. um, and But, hey, you know, doesn't everyone want to be loved a little bit? So the Glazers know they're hated by everybody. Mm. Um, I think you Will that have an effect? Ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans about that. Right. Um, some interesting stuff about that. They uh, they spend, what was it, $30 million under their cap. And under NFL rules, anything you don't spend 
um, less than your cap, the owners get to keep. So yeah, they took they took the cash home for themselves and spent nothing on the team. Yeah, so I just but I just don't think the love of the people is uh, is what the Glazers are in it for. Um, so green and gold all the way. When can we expect to see a green and gold skin on United rant? Good point. I, I have put up a little uh, little logo on the Twitter, and uh, I, I will get something um, up on United rant. I don't think I'll be turning the site green and gold. Uh, we're not Norwich, but um, I will. I will certainly have a symbol up there. That you say we're not Norwich, but Ed, we might have to be Norwich. We might have to embrace the green and gold fully in order to maximise its impact. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, see, maybe, maybe. Ser- seriously, it, the 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 extent of this problem is such that sort of small tokenistic action isn't really going to do it, is it? We need a concerted effort on behalf of a very large number of people to make any difference. And and uh, the. The groups like Must and I Am USA have, have done really well this week in, in getting out to the media and talking about it. And I'm doing my bit. I was on Red Wednesday last week, and I'll continue to to uh, get the word out. And, you know, my little part. But it's it's up to the fans. It's a block. Um, you know, we've we've perhaps been shielded from this a little bit the last few years. United have been successful. Um, it doesn't look like they've actually spent any money. Um, even even the Berbatov. Uh, transfer was done with debt um so we've been shielded from the real effects of this but it's going to start biting it's going to start biting now um and so um and and fans are fickle right so you know if we have a less successful team and it's very hard to be successful with zero money to spend um perhaps now that you know the fans will realize what everyone was saying four and a half years ago and that it was true, and the Glazers haven't invested a penny of their own money in this club. They're not good for this club, and they they are, as I as I said, and in fact, as Oliver Holt in the Mirror said today, they are raping this club. Ed, it would be easy if your colours were like my dreams: red, gold, and green. Red, gold, and green. And on that note, good night. See you next week. <laughs>